establish, is this a relationship that you actually want to invest in? The best friendships I have have no limits. Welcome to the Dream Lifestyle Podcast, your place to build your faith and master your craft. In this conversation, we're going to be talking about how to build long-lasting friendships. And to have this conversation, I have my best friend. Hey. I have my <laughs> wife. It is I. Yes. The last time she was on the pod, she was just my girlfriend. But now, mm. oh, you're my wife. I am. It's, it's lit. The wife, guys. Wow. The last time I was on the podcast, I was also Joy Jefferson. And yeah. now I'm Joy Gross. Isn't that just lit? It is wild Let, to think let's, about. Let's kick off there. Just <laughs> what's, what's like, just reflect on our now, I guess, about a month of being married or so? Three weeks. Three weeks? Three weeks. So three weeks. What have you learned? What are you gathering just in the name of long-lasting friendship? We're together, tied forever. Aw, yes. So I um, one of the things I love doing is calling you my best friend because you are. And I think... For both of us to hear, like, oh, you're my best friend. I'm like, remember, like, you're my best friend. You're the person I want to talk to all the time. It's just reaffirm. It reaffirms the position that you have in my life. And I think that applies to, of course, romantic relationships, but also friendships. I think in some friendships, um, you might not be as affectionate or might not like hug as much or even kiss or say that I love you. But those are things that, of course, we do that I also make sure I do with my friends, like even when they're uncomfortable, like I'm going to hug you until you're uncomfortable. I'm going to hug you longer than you probably want. And I'm going to tell you that I love you because I want you to know and hear and remember that this is what you mean to me. This is what I'm saying to you, and I want you to be affirmed. Um, so that's one of the things that, uh, or I guess another thing that I've done in our relationships that I also do in my friendships. But um, I've also enjoyed during our time of our three weeks being married, just doing things that I think friends would do together, kind of like going to the store, buying things, asking each other's opinion on how does this look? What do you think about this? And trying to envision something and bring our thoughts, what are in our mind to life. Yeah. That's the That's fun one. And, it's the, and while we were doing that, I think we experienced this while we were um, shopping for a couch. It was just like, oh, like, I like hanging out with you. You know, like you're pretty cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was I a real you. thing. That really, we literally was couch shopping. And we're just like, mm -hmm. Yo, you're pretty dope. I like this. Yeah. I made the right choice. Like, okay, I can hang out with you. Yeah. Good friend. Yeah. No, well, I think even to what you're saying, like, I think it just brings out the point that we really do life together, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when that's used, it's used in a very, like, cliche way. Mm -hmm. But, like, I mean, for us in our marriage, but even with the friendships that we have with, mm -hmm. you know, your friends, your homegirls, and my guys, like, we really do life together. And that means it's like a two-way street of, like, at least in our marriage, I really pull you into my world. And vice versa, you pull me into yours mm -hmm. and I'm willing to go and I'm happy to go. And in the same way, you're willing to come and happy to come into my world as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like the most important part. Like when we think about obviously our long lasting friendship, but even just with the friendship with, you know, my guys and with your homegirls where it's mm -hmm. like y'all really like at least from observing because you hang out with your girls. It's interesting because you spend more time with your best friends yeah. than I do. But the relationship quality, I would say, is the same, mm -hmm. right? Where my guys, like, it's a quick text. You're everybody good? What's what's happening? <laughs> yeah. 
cool. I'm not going to reach back out or we're probably not going to talk or it's going to be a quick phone call maybe like once, twice a week. But it's not necessarily like a, hey, bro, you want to go out to eat? Yeah, me too. I'm a little hungry. Yeah, let's do this again. (laughs) Let's do, you know, it's not necessarily that for us, but it doesn't necessarily Mm -hmm. affect the quality because, you know, my guys, those are guys I would literally do anything for. And I make sure even to what you had mentioned before, like, I'm going to tell you, bro, I love you, bro. And I would do anything for you. And I make that very, very clear because ultimately, again, like we've seen it time and time again. Life is too short. Mm -hmm. I'm not about to leave this earth with anybody guessing or anything like that, wondering where I stood with them. Like, bruh, I love you. You my man. If you need anything, I got your back. Like whatever it is you want to do, I support you. Um, And that's without us necessarily having to hang out all the time. Um, And even to your point about, you know, the us at least in our marriage, telling each other, like, no, like, you're really my best friend. Like, not just you're my wife, you're my husband. Like, it's like, no, like, you're really my best friend. That re... Call call it that affirmation, right? Mm -hmm. That affirmation really does go a long way Mm -hmm. because, you know, you hear the thing of love ain't enough. Well, yeah, it's not. But, like, at the foundation of it, we're, like, really friends. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. truly friends. And I'm... and, And we're vulnerable with each other. And I think that's... And that's kind of like what we've been kind of talking about, dancing around just that word. But I think like when it comes to building like long lasting friendships, you have to be vulnerable. There has to be vulnerability present. No, I agree. And I'm kind of just going to skip to like just dive right into one of my thoughts about like a long lasting friendships is that my the best friendships I have have no limits. Like when I think about um, there's nothing that I can't talk to. It's a smaller group of people, but there's a group of people that there's nothing that's off limits. Um, They get like the full authentic me like all the time. They are not surprised by, you know, any type of response or reaction that I give them. And they're willing to listen and hear and process with me. Like those are kind of, it's just like a relief to have friends like that where you don't have to kind of tiptoe around certain topics. Because I will say I have a lot of friends. Yes. <laughs> and people who are like me, uh, you have friends and they have different purposes. And friends kind of, there's there's different circles for friends. Friends, they have different purposes and things like that. Um, but there's also like this core group of friends where they're kind of multi-purpose. Anything goes with them, which I love. Um, but there are some friends which you have this probably sounds bad, but like your your believers, your people who you're walking in faith yeah. with. But then you also have friends that are maybe from a certain era in your life, whether it be high school, middle school, college. Um, then you might have friends that you like go out with, you try new restaurants with. Again, different purposes for the friends. But I will say um, the longer lasting and best friendships that I have are the ones that go across multiple borders and multi-purpose, no limit on what I can share. And to your point of being vulnerable, like I'm the most vulnerable with them. Absolutely. And I think you bring up a great point that, and I don't think it's a bad thing at all, (laughs) segmenting friends. There are certain (laughs) friends for certain things, Yeah. right? And obviously you want to make sure that all those things are productive, Mm -hmm. but Ultimately, right, you're not just sharing all of your stuff with all your friends and all the different worlds, right? But I do think in in some ways, and it depends on the relationship and the actions of the other people, that you should always leave room for there to be 
changes, for there to be shifts, for there to be, you know, like you might have, for example, one person that you went to high school with, right? You go to high school with them years ago and y'all talk ever so often, but for whatever reason, for whatever the reason, whatever the stimulus is, they reach out first, you reach out first and you all hit it off. And now you talk every single day and now you allow them to go from, you know, the high school friend that Mm-hmm. We talk once a year, right? Or like, and if we do, it's a high and by thing, right? You good? You good? Good. All right, I'm out, right? Mm-hmm. You go from that, but you allow them to transition into, you know, that inner circle based on the actions, right? Based on, because I think one of the things that gets missed a lot in friendships, and I, to put it as plainly as I can, friendship is something that both sides have to want. Mm-hmm. It's something that both sides have to want. And and the only way, you know, it can be seen is by the actions, And I think this is where it's different for men and it's different for women, as we just talked about, right? Like, for me, the actions that are necessary for me to know that my guys are my guys (laughs) is not, we're we're not organizing a dinner every month and going out to do this and do that. Like, we don't necessarily, we don't need that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds great. Like, but like, it's cool. We'll do it. Like, but we don't have to do it. That's not like a determining factor. Whereas for you. And you mean you like quality time, but mm-hmm. but even just within your friend group, like y'all really like, all right, we going all the way, all of us are going over such and so and so's house. All of us are going to do this. We're going to sleep over. We're going to kick it. We're going to go shopping. Like that's how y'all do it. And so I think even um, within the whole friendship piece, every friendship I believe has a love language. Mm-hmm. I can agree with that. So it's like in the same way as an individual, we have our love languages the group or singular if it's one friend whatever it is that friendship that being that that connection has a purpose and it does have a love language there's a way in which it's supposed to operate so that way it's optimal and so let me ask you let's actually go deeper into that for you when i say that right obviously everyone knows the love languages and stuff like that how does a person how does a person even determine like what's the love language of the friendship meaning how how can how do how does a person figure out the right way in which this friendship that they want how do they experiment or figure out how how it should work yeah i mean i think it's going to come trial and error is <laughs> i usually have a default of of course how i show love and then so i will exercise my default so if i enjoy like I enjoy getting people gifts I think too far and too long like about it sometimes sometimes I stress my own self out trying to figure out what is the perfect gift like will they like this I don't know and everybody says the thought counts yeah but no I want it I want if I'm getting someone a gift like I want it to be something that they will use something that they will enjoy so I I put a lot of thought into it Mm -hmm. um and so maybe my default will be okay for this friendship I'm gonna first try out you know giving them a gift if they I'm sure it will be received but as I get to know them better I'm sure I will learn Okay, do they like gifts? Would they or would they much rather prefer that I do the dishes for them <laughs> or that I cook them a meal? Um, kind of the acts of service or like run an errand with them, which yeah. is more so quality time. Um, so as I think about okay, what is the love language, I guess, of our friendship, I it requires time mm-hmm. to kind of learn the person better and also 
observing what their response is to the way that you are trying to show love or to the way that I am trying to yeah. show them love. Yeah. Um, so I, I think those are the the two biggest things. And I will also say that that could change depending on what season the friendship is in or the person is in. Now you're talking. Uh, yeah. Now you're talking. I mean, some of my friends, of course, you know, quality time does it every time. However, in a different season of their life where they might not have the time to spend, maybe it can be, well, what can I do for you? How can I help you cross something off of your list so that it frees up your time, but you're also knowing that I'm still here, I'm still present, um, and I still want to help you. And I love that, that, sorry to cut you off, I love that all of that is a conversation that's had. Like I've seen it in your friendships mm-hmm. and I think it's the coolest thing in the world because it just doesn't happen often, right? Where it's just like, it's just the real authentic conversation, right? Of just like, what, and you just said it, what can I do to take something off your plate? Because I know you well enough mm-hmm. to know that right now you don't necessarily need quality time. You need something off your plate. Mm-hmm. What can I do? Direct me, right? And that's one level of it. And I think that people need more of that because- Again, just because, well, let me back up. Before you even get to the conversation, Mm -hmm. it goes back to what I had said. You just have to want it. Mm -hmm. You just have to want it. Like where it's like established, is this a relationship that you actually want to invest in? And if it is, then you allow your actions to match that. And I think that's what leads to having those types of conversations to say, what can I do to get something like that? What what do you need from me right now? Mm -hmm. Right, as your friend, as your homie, what can I do? What's up? What do you need? And again, women, most of the time, it's the quality time. It's the you know little knickknack thing for the fellows. It's more of a, all right, bro, get yourself together. You got this. I got your back. You know, and it all, but it also can be, bro. What can I do? Was like, well, we got to do. So, but what I want to say about that though is, I want in order to have that conversation, you have to be vulnerable enough to. Say what it is that you actually yeah. need. Yeah. And the person who's asking, it has to be a genuine ask, not like a, oh, kind of like, let me know if you need anything. A lot of times when people say that, you know, they're just saying it out of courtesy. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when I say that, I say it again, like, I'm serious. Like, let me know. Like, yeah. what can I, or maybe I'll try to ask it in a different way. So it's not just a, Okay, cool. Well, what I started doing, honestly, was I just started doing something. Like, if I know enough information, I'm going to just do something. <laughs> like, whether it's I'm going to just send you some money, whether it's I'm going to just go handle whatever, I'll clean whatever. Like, a lot of times, like, mm-hmm. I found I'll, I'm going to just do it. Like, if, again, and this is me having enough context to whatever it is mm-hmm. uh, my friends need. Like, if, you know, you know, one of my friends is open a restaurant, like, hey, I'm coming over with the camera, like, mm-hmm. just because I know that would be helpful to him right mm-hmm. like obviously that's something i do for a service but that's my man so it's like yeah. look i i got you bro like i know you're still figuring things out i know you got a thousand things you could do mm-hmm. you know i could see why it's stressful totally unsimple yo let me just come through real quick let's let's get something done right yeah and like that's one of the things like for me i've learned to just at least i know enough now of my friends where i don't even necessarily need to ask sometimes but I'm just, I just do it sometimes. I'm like, no, I'm no. Just do something. And I think that could be a good strategy because there will be times where people might not know what they need. And that is when the, okay, doing something, but also prayer comes into play. Like, you might not know what they need either. 
So God, show me, show me what to do. Show me how to respond or how to comfort them in this situation or in this season of life that they're in. The friends that pray for you, like that is invaluable. Um, like when you can call up a friend and like, yo, it's time. You need to pray right now. Like it's going (laughs) down. I love when I can call my friends or text them and just pray. They don't ask no questions. Okay, got you. I got you. That is like, I don't know. It doesn't exactly have to do with loyalty, but in that moment, I feel like, oh, you really have my back. Like it's not. I was gonna say you. You feel like there's other people with you, right? You don't feel Mm -hmm. alone and everything like that. And I think that again, that to your point, you said it invaluable. Mm And it just prayer is like one of the most intimate things that I think you can do with a friend and with someone else. I no, I think that's it. good. No, but I think I think that that's really good, and that leads me to the point that I was going to go into the fact that it's not only just doing life together, but it's also allowing them into your life mm-hmm. and actually like not just doing life not not just doing life together in the sense of I'm just telling you what I'm doing and you tell me what you're doing but we're in two different locations mm-hmm. most of the time. It also means like at some point or another on some level of consistency like we come together and actually do something whether it's going to church together, whether it's praying together, mm-hmm. whether it's you know go, like being in faith together, yeah, just being together. In faith, yeah, like doing those types of things together. Mm-hmm really allow for uh, the friendship to grow and really be strong just because, you know, like I mentioned earlier, like me and my guys, we don't necessarily like, you know, we don't do get togethers <laughs> or anything like that at the frequency that you and your girlfriends do it. But, you know, I make it a point where, you know, whenever I leave town to go where I like to go, um, I hit my guy up and we get breakfast. Mm-hmm. Like, or at least I make time. Yeah, let's get lunch. Let's do Right, and it's not necessarily like a yeah, man. Let's let's watch the game. We are gonna get burgers. We are gonna do make do it real big. And like we don't necessarily need all that. Like that's not necessarily, you know, our frequency with it. But it is actually being intentional with yeah. We do life together. Like I tell you about what I have going on. You tell me what you have going on. Mm-hmm. But there is times where we do really come together mm-hmm. and just talk. Right, yeah. we actually do come together and have those conversations because mm-hmm. life can get so busy. That part. You know, life gets so, and understandably so, because that's also too, like, you don't want to be friends with nobody that ain't got no motion. Like you, <laughs> you know, you got to have something, right. you have something going on. Let you know? me ask you this. Uh, people talk about um, how, you know, in marriages, when you get married, the person that you're married to will change. Like, you're not marrying the person, like, when you're 10, 20 years in, it's not the same person that you married when when you first got married. And I think in a a lot of times in romantic relationships, people expect the other person to change to some extent. But what about when your friend changes? Like when you have a friendship and the the person is changing or the friendship is changing, like how do you handle changes and shifts in in your friendships? So for me, I look at it, you broke it down, but I'll I'll repeat it. There's a difference between the friend, the person changing, mm-hmm. and the friendship changing. Mm-hmm. Meaning, if the person is changing, I would want to know, if if it's the person, I would want to know why is that person changing? Did they lose a loved one? Did they hit a rough patch in life? Mm-hmm. Did they just hit a rough patch financially? Like, just what is the reasoning behind the change? Did they pick up a bad habit? Because reality, that happens, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to evaluate those things. 
And depending on the previous relationship before the change will determine how involved I'm going to be in helping them and supporting them. Hmm. Right? Now, again, that may be controversial to some, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. But what I, what I mean by that is if, you know, my best friend, Corey, Corey is my man. Anyone that knows me knows Corey Jones is my man. Aww. That's my guy. Little right? shout out to Corey. Yeah, that's my guy. So, <laughs> but if Corey as a person were to change because of, let's say he picked up a bad habit. Now, Corey's not like this, so he's okay with this example. But if he were to change as a person because of a bad habit he picked up, because of our previous relationship, I would move heaven and earth to do whatever I can to help him mm-hmm. to get back on track. But if it's somebody that we're cool, like, you know, I love everybody. Like that's, I mean, my ministry is people, Mm -hmm. right? But if we don't have that type of intimacy in our relationship, in our friendship, then yeah, I'm a help, but it's my, my tolerance, my, my, the duration of the help. Yeah. The bandwidth is, is going to be a little different Mm -hmm. if it's a bad habit. But again, I would evaluate all of those things. Oh, yes. Now, if the friendship changes, then I would need to assess why. Is it because I've picked up bad habits or have, am I growing? Have they grown? Like now at that point, that to me is a conversation with the other person. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we ain't talked or it, ain't, it hasn't like, felt. We got beef? Or yeah. What? Like that, and I think that's where <laughs> that, that vulnerability piece comes in where it's like, nah, it's been a little off between us this past month or whatever like i'm used to ain't heard from you in a while like yeah. it's like what's what's going on and i think that's where that vulnerability comes in so i think on one hand if it's the person changing you know it's assessing the cause of that change on their part and again the same thing can be done to you and should be done to you because that's real friendship mm-hmm. that's if it's the person changing but if it's the friendship then I think that's where that vulnerable conversation has to be had. And then the conversation should proceed into, okay, this is why the conversation, this is why the friendship has changed. Do we want to continue this or not? Mm-hmm. Do we want to fix this or not? Or is this just seasonal? Mm-hmm. Right? Like I've had that conversation with Corey plenty of times. And I'm using Corey as an example just because for sake, but with anyone, like because he's been in seasons where I know he's super busy. And I'm okay if we don't talk for a couple weeks. Like it's really okay. But that's because he he's vulnerable enough to tell me, hey, bro, like it's just I've been working crazy. Like, you mm-hmm. know, and like we'll come back, we get right back in our normal rhythm. And it's the same thing, vice versa. I'll tell him, dog, it's gotta be text. Like I just I, you know, yeah, I was just in the city, I didn't have a chance, but when I it, it's a busy season. So I think it's it's that vulnerability. And that's what I mean when I say doing life together, mm-hmm. where it's not just you know, you're not just opening the window to your life and they're opening the window to for you to their life. It's actually coming together um, in terms of to really figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. So when we talk about um, like the friend or the person changing and I think about, all right, well, I kind of reassess sometimes, reassess, okay, am I called to this person and what role should I be playing in their life? That's good. Um, how has that role has that role changed at all? Um, like in this season, do I need to be you know an interceder, or do I just need do I need to be someone who's just there, who's just present? Because sometimes that's that's what 
I guess my friends enjoy is just be there. Like you don't need to, you don't need to really do anything, mm. but being present and being a listening ear. Um, so I kind of like reassess the role that I'm playing. Um, of course, pray for them, thinking about and pray with them, uh, and think about how can I help them in this season, but with the also the knowledge of okay, I might need to pour more um, in this period of time while they are changing. Or I don't, sometimes I give room, like give a little space for them to mm-hmm. process, think, do what a transition, do whatever it is they need to do. And I actually think that my friends are probably doing this to me a little bit now since we are in a transition and yes, they're like, Oh my yes. goodness, you've moved, you've gotten married. Big facts, um, big like you have a new church home, everything is changing for you. So they are kind of giving me a little space to breathe, to kind of handle everything that we have going on, which is much appreciated. Much appreciated. <laughs> much, much appreciated. Y'all can have her back in about two months. Uh, not two months. <laughs> but I think reassessing your proximity, reassessing your role, and understanding um, kind of how how you can help in those yeah. situations. Where, I think, too, the, 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 one of the things that I think should we should make clear so that way like we're we're talking about this subject of building long lasting friendships mm-hmm. with the assumption that you understand yourself and the reason why that's important is because again vulnerability you have to actually have some level of self awareness and not be living at any level of delusion so that way you actually have the ability to have friendships mm-hmm. you you know cuz there are a lot of people who are Unfortunately, you know, I just call it living in delusion and that prevents <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah. Like that prevents them from even having long-term friendships because the thing is, the thing about and friendships, you need, it. you need it, you do need it. And, but I think what, what gets missed and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical, not cynical. I do believe that it's okay for friends to fight. And I say that I because to me, that's where you're able to see if the friendship is genuine, can we fight? Can we disagree, mm-hmm. but still stay friends? Because yeah. every people have this, like, I think this unrealistic expectation because they don't understand real friendship. They think that, you know, every, you should all just agree with me. <laughs> and if you ever disagree with me, you're not really my friend because you don't support me in what I want to do. I really hope no one thinks like that anymore. I mean... You'd be surprised. <laughs> You'd be surprised. But Come because on. real friendships have accountability. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. But I do want to say um, when it comes to the arguing, fighting, debating, and friendships, it depends on what you're fighting about. That's true, too. Because <laughs> if you are fighting about um, boundaries, someone consistently um, not respecting your boundaries or I don't know, like disrespect or or competing values. That's an issue. <laughs> that and that repeatedly can become a problem that might not be repairable for the friendship. But I mean, if you're arguing about a difference in opinion um, or just trying to bring perspective to a situation, okay, that's 
that's a, a little different, but it depends on what you're arguing about. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, no, because definitely there are some times where, you know, when boundaries are crossed, or at least when boundaries are consistently crossed, mm-hmm. then I can understand that somebody, in my opinion, you got to let them go. Yeah, or, go. or if they are we're actively, and it, this sounds harsh, but if they are actively working against you trying to progress and change into something different, that's we we have to reassess. And what that looks like, again, that sounds harsh, but what that can look like is, okay, I am now, for example, you know, going into, let's say going into ministry. And so I might not be going out like I used to, or to the places that I used to go. But if you are my friend, you know this about me, but you are consistently challenging, oh, you changed. And like, oh, why can't you go here anymore? Um, You're acting all different. And it's whoa, whoa now. Right. Like, this is something new. I am changing. So now as my friend, I need you to be aware of that. And I need you to either come alongside me as I go to grow and change or get left where you are. I, I love that example too, because that's like, that's obviously it's a real example. <laughs> yeah. that's like, you know, what we're both navigating, but it's also, that's a big pivot of a change too. So that's like another way for you to really see where do we stand? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, how do you view this friendship? Even though I'm making a major pivot that changes the places that we mm-hmm. can even go. Can we still exist as friends? Yeah. Now that this transition is happening. Mm. And I think that's a, that's a real thing. And that's probably a whole nother podcast episode right there. Yes, because I got um, some more. <laughs> you know how to basically keep friendships and transitions. Mm. Um, but I, I do think in a lot of ways, like we, we touched on just with long-lasting friendships, it is that vulnerability piece, right? Just being vulnerable with people and just giving it a chance. Because there might be someone listening and they're like, well, how do I even find friends? I don't even want to make friends. I've been hurt in the past, oh, all of that, which I one. get it. But God created us to be in community, as you taught me. Ha ha. Hallelujah, <laughs> people. Did but, you hear that? <laughs> but, you know, God created us to help each other. And so that on, on, some, on some level, I would say on the, just the foundational level, you have to just take a chance. Like, you're never really going to be 100% certain when it comes to the people that you're vulnerable with if they're going to um, be... Receptive. Yeah, receptive mm-hmm. to whatever it is that you're sharing with them. Um, like, for our marriage, like, I trust you with my safety. So it's very easy for me to be vulnerable. But it did start when we were dating, and, then, and I just threw out little things. Spewing out stuff. You know, little things, little <laughs> things. That's spewing out, goodness you, gracious. It was cute. But, you know, but it, it took time to build to that point where it's like, okay, I trust to know that you have my back, that you my dog, right? Mm-hmm. And the same goes with my friendships. There have been small instances where let me be vulnerable and let me see how they handle it. And not in like a testing way. Where it's like, a, let me just share, let me bring you into my world. Mm-hmm. Just this is what I got really going on, and let me just See go. Yeah, let me just base my next reaction based off your action. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where that's one part of just building long lasting relationships. Mm-hmm. But then that second part that we just touched on is accountability being present. Mm-hmm. You can't have yes people around you. You can't have people that are holding you back from where you're called to go. 
right? You want people that are mm-hmm. always pushing you towards better, always yep. pushing you towards, you know, the best version of you. Right. And pushing is uncomfortable. It does not always feel good. And it can be upsetting and frustrating. Mm-hmm. But to trust that, you know, your friend has your like best interest in mind and they're they're on your team and they're not trying to be against you. That's a good thing to kind of settle and like, all right, like we're friends, like we're doing this. And I know you wouldn't, you want me to grow as well and progress. That's a great point, Mrs. Gross. That's a great point. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Gross. <laughs> well, we appreciate you guys. Hope you guys got um, some value out of this conversation. We hope you enjoyed it because we certainly had a blast having it. Uh, as you prepare for next week's episode, go check out last week's episode. Uh, always remember your dream is possible as long as you are willing to work for it. We'll see you all next week.